Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to Behind the Veil, a show that provides insight into the world of weddings. I'm your host, Keith Willard. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about wedding shaming. It is something that I have very strong opinions about, and it's something that has been going on since I've been in the business, because even pre-COVID, people would give you comments about how much you spent on the wedding. You didn't spend enough. Oh, you had it in the wrong location. Oh, it's too much travel. So there was shaming happening before COVID. But since COVID, I feel like the floodgates have been opened up and everybody is allowed to give you their opinion about your wedding. But when does it become too much? When is it bullying and when is it abuse? Well, we have a favorite back with us. She's a clinical psychologist. I'm going to introduce her in just a second. But first, let me introduce our Behind the Veil crew. Marcy Gutenberg with an Affair to Remember by Marcy. Welcome back, Marcy. Hi, Keith. Welcome back after the long weekend. Long weekend. I love it. And then Brooke Logan Stoner. Hello, beautiful. Hello, beautiful. Oh, are you talking to me? <laughs> first time shame Hi, on you. Second time shame on me. Hi, Marcy. Well, so, guys, I'm really excited about um, our guest today because wedding shaming is the thing. It really is. I mean, and now with social media, it just it's crazy how many people can share their opinion about your your event, your wedding, you know, especially post COVID. Oh, my God. People are going crazy. But um, we Tanya Paredes is our guest today. She is a clinical social worker in Miami with a private practice in South Florida. Brickell Avenue in Fort Lauderdale, and she specializes in individual and relationship counseling, as well as treatment and management of stress, anxiety, and depression. Perfect for this particular subject. And she is a summa cum laude graduate of both the University of Miami and Barry University, where she is an adjunct professor for the School of Social Work. And if that's not enough, a 1997 alum of the White House Department of Health Internship. Tanya, welcome back. Hi guys. Hi Keith. Oh, oh my God. I'm Hi, so glad to have you back on the show. Oh my God. I'm so glad to have you back on the show <laughs> because I love it because you are not ever going to be shy about sharing your opinion on, on these subject matters. And I think that wedding shaming is one of those things that has become uh, an okay for people to do. It's an abuse that people just feel okay doing because they, it, it can be either, oh, you're spending too much money on the wedding, or it's a destination. I can't afford that. How can you do this? And now with COVID, people are like, you're not being safe. You're not taking our, our health into your planning. So what do you say? Like, how do you even start this, breach this subject? You know, I, I, I think much like all of you guys, I don't like, I don't know that I expected people to have such, I mean, I didn't expect people to have such strong opinions in terms of weddings and in, in, in how they were vocal with those people about sort of opinions of weddings. I was quite surprised that people were calling their family or their friends to let them know that what they were doing was wrong, was not following protocol, was not being safe. Because at the end of the day, if you're following CDC protocols, which right. most people are, then the CDC sort of is in charge of telling you that you're doing something that doesn't follow protocol. Um, I think people are, I think people are scared. And I think people are like, people want to attend events. Right. I want to attend events. But I think we're still, people are still scared. And I think that's really the basis of the shaming. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's obviously ill-placed. It's right. obviously just as equivalent as saying, how can you afford all those roses at your wedding? It, to me, it's, it's, just, it's just a different kind of shaming, right? 
It really is. But you know, when, but you know, every, it's like everybody has opinions, like everybody has an asshole. I mean, we've gotten to used to listening to people's. I know who need to be sewn up. Right. You know, exactly. We've, we've gotten used to people sharing their opinion, especially with social media, because now people can hide behind the internet and they feel like they're emboldened to tell you what you should or should not be doing in your personal life. And I've said from the very beginning that when, especially when, when COVID became a thing, it's like it, people are adults. They can decide for themselves whether or not it is safe for them to go to a wedding or not. It is not the bride's responsibility to be your babysitter. And nor is it your responsibility to tell them what your opinion is. But of course, you know, when does it get to a point that it's it's considered abuse? When is it no longer an opinion and now it's become abuse? Where is that line? So so Keith, I'm going to I'm going to give you an example of a recent case that I I had where she was the maid of honor at a wedding of her like childhood friend. This is a woman in her early 40s. Right. And she obviously was going to get married last year. It was obviously delayed i think the wedding was maybe like two or three months ago so late last year um she she did not feel comfortable going and she told she made it clear to the bride i'm not comfortable i mean let's remember where we were in november december which is kind of when this was so obviously i kind of feel like things would be different now um and she sat down the bride they met outside and she goes i'm not comfortable can we do something so that i can still be your maid of honor but then I'm not standing next to four other people and I'm packed in a church. And the bride said, no, the bride said, no, you need to stand here and you need to be next to these people. No one is it's mask optional. And the, it was, it was the bride's decision. Yeah. And could my, that be abuse reversed? I mean, I mean, my patient had to really make a decision. She, she had just had a baby. Her mother-in-law was compromised. I think she's in the middle of cancer treatment for her reason. She said, no, Mm. she then had to endure multiple phone calls from the other bridesmaids. The mother, there were many people that were sort of shaming her for making a decision. People need to do what's most comfortable for them. What she ended up deciding with the bride is that she would arrive. She obviously would not be the maid of honor. She would arrive last. She wore a mask. She stood at the very back of the church. She walked the entire because she didn't want to participate. She waved when she was done and then left. She didn't go to the reception and, you know, she was very upset that she missed like a woman that was like her sister. But, right. she, but she stated she had to endure multiple phone calls that she was an exaggerator. She shouldn't have done that. How dare you say no? So to me, this kind of goes both ways, not just one way. And no offense, but shame on that bride. Seriously, shame on that bride for making anybody feel bad about being participating in your wedding. Because just like you shouldn't hold couples accountable for your health and safety, vice versa. Right. If somebody doesn't feel comfortable. And, How very dare you. Right? If somebody doesn't feel comfortable coming to your wedding because of health concerns, then you honor their opinion. You honor their needs. Right? Because at the end of the day, they, they're not doing it to hurt you. I mean, somebody's not coming to your wedding because they can't either afford it or they're afraid of being sick or whatever. That's that's not saying, oh, we dislike you. Right. It's saying I need to protect myself. Well, and much and much to your point, right? It is about being able to say, hey, I, res- I, I respect, which is how I think couples and brides should attend to the negative criticism. Hey, thanks for sharing your opinion. 
right? right? This is obviously if it's a close friend or family member. If it's on social media, you need to kind of basically turn a blind eye to it and you need right. to ignore it because just because someone asks you to the courtyard to fight doesn't mean you actually have to show up and you can just ignore it. And that's a way to deal with it as well, right? Right. Well, yeah. okay. You know, I love I love that you say that because because <laughs> sometimes it is very difficult not to respond. Yeah. I mean, I we I we just had a wedding this last weekend, and I, I posted a photo of the ceremony setup, and oh my goodness, I got a very strong reaction from some random person. I have no idea who they are, but they felt very compelled to tell me their entire opinion about my wedding setup without any information about what is happening on the family side. Right. Like he has no idea. Like, did we do pre testing that morning? You know, because instant tests are available. Were most of the people vaccinated? I mean, I just feel like it's gotten to a point that because you feel like, I don't know, I feel people like are emboldened. That's so, what I feel like. So, people are emboldened. So so Keith, first, I'm sorry that you had to endure that, but this person, this person doesn't hold any weight in your life. So just because that person says something doesn't right. mean that it needs to have any value. It's just, it's just words. How much value you put on what that person says will determine how deeply you take that. Okay. Now I'm assuming as the planner of that wedding, you and the bridal party spoke about the precautions at that wedding. We don't, obviously, we don't know what that conversation was like. So right. Who are we to sit there and tell you, how dare you not have protocol? I mean, like, I'm assuming that you spoke to the bride about that, right? Oh, gosh. I mean, we had we yeah. had sanitizer everywhere. We had extra masks. the person that said over. this, if yeah. you were that concerned, then you should have got online and checked out KeithRoadEvents.com, and you would know how we handle things. <laughs> Five plus how many gold stars. Oh, my goodness. But they you should know. have just checked it. They should, if, they, if that person had that strong of opinion, he should have checked our credentials before he even opened his mouth and he would have already known how we well, but, you know, but she and that's from somebody that i don't have any emotional connection to what do right. you do when you're a bride and it's coming from your mom yeah. or it's coming from your best friend how how do you start that conversation let's do it this way you you somebody has shared their opinion about your wedding and it's it's not nice how do you respond in a way that's effective that helps steer the conversation to a more healthy dialogue? So I think I think the better question, Keith, is what can that bride or groom say yes. to 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 stand firm on their own boundaries? You can say the most. I mean, you I can give you the perfect script of exactly what to hear it in a way that is directed as to what you're doing wrong. You then have to decide how far you're actually going to take that. So, you know, I I always go on the side of like accepting, validating, and reframing, right? So, wow, th thanks for sharing that, mom, sister, abuela, tia, whoever is going to share it, right? I I appreciate your concern. You know, this has been, you know, again, accept, validate, reframe. This has been a really challenging time. I can't tell you how upset I was that I had to redo my wedding for a date that wasn't available in 2021. But we're actually at this point now, my myself and my husband and my husband, myself and my yeah. bride is comfortable with what we're taking. If you feel like you can't make it because you're uncomfortable, I completely understand. Right. And I won't hold it against you. And well, then and you said accept, validate, and what was the third part? Yeah. So accept, validate, yeah. reframe. And so when you say accept, does that mean that, you know, step by step? So you're saying, I hear you. I understand. I've, so, that, and, so, that, so that's the validation part. The accepting right. part is like, 
my mom is telling me that she's not going to come to my wedding. I'm only going to get married once. And my mom's right. not going to come to my wedding. Okay. Well, that sucks, but <laughs> it, is, it is what it is. Okay. Right. Okay. I need to, Hey mom, I hear you. Your nerve. Now at that point, the bride has a decision. Do I alter things so that my mom can be there, which right. is possible? Or do I not alter things? And then I run the risk of my, everything is risk benefit. I mean, er, things are risk benefit in life in general. Right. So this is not a a different conversation than that, but then you reframe, you know, it's been really, you can, I could, brides have really had to make a really crappy decision because if you wanted a 500 person wedding, you can no longer do that. Now you're doing a hundred, which is still a big wedding. So you're really having to make hard choices. So why the hell are we putting more shit on brides than what is already on them now? A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, okay, let's, let's do a real life uh, role play. I, I'm, I'm a guest coming to the wedding and I say, how dare you have a wedding that made me have to decide between your wedding and my health? Because that's a, that's a real conversation. That's yeah, a real I mean, comment that I've heard from somebody. Yeah, I mean, A, I don't know that I would even respond to this person. B, I would probably say something like, Hey, listen, you know, I, I hear you. If you're uncomfortable coming, no need to come. And then oh. I, I would go like this and I would not fill <laughs> the air with necessary. Well, but you know, but hey, what are you talking about? Right. That extra key, like no need to go into that because at the end of the day, you don't have to come to my event. I need to come to my event, but you right. don't have to come to my event. And I'm like, do you still have my address? Great, send it again. I'll send pictures. <laughs> so you know, we have Zoom. You're so funny. But yeah, I, and then, okay, so wedding shaming has been going on since I've been in this business, I mean, from sure. the very, very beginning. And Marcy and I were, were talking, and Marcy, I wanted you, you to share your, your little wedding sure. shaming story. Sure. So because I've been in the industry for so long as well, the opportunity for us to plan our own wedding, my husband and I, came about because we said, you know, first of all, we were, we were a little bit older. We weren't very young um, as we got married. But I think that for us, I really wanted it to be about our dream, our vision, our style, everything that was indicative of us. And I felt like if I put it on family members to put it together for us, I certainly was not going to have that, nor would I have that type of vision if I were including a portion of them, meaning that, like, let's say I um, I was going to ask them to just, you know, help me out with just, you know, this and, and you know, a few things. Right. The only thing I had my mother involved in was doing, uh, helping me pick out a wedding dress. That was it. I think that for me, I knew the control issues were there, and mm-hmm. I also knew the style of event would totally not be something that we we would want. So I said to her, I really want you to, you and dad to come to the wedding and really enjoy. I want you guys, you have earned the opportunity. (laughs) Nicely said. You've earned the opportunity to just be a guest and then really enjoy it. And you can take all the credit, you know, whatever it is. I just really (laughs) wanted it to be about our style. And that, you know, we were, we invited a lot of family and friends. Um, it, you know, it was, we had a lot of family on my husband's side. So we really wanted it to be about us. And I think that if, if I had done it any other way, I would have had a lot of resentment and I would have had something that was not indicative of our style. 
Well, and I felt like you, you know, what I, what I got from that story is the fear of wedding shaming actually led you to not involve people. And I find that sad. It, it is I, sad, but it, you know, it, it, I also saw what my sister went through. I had seen what other brides had gone through over the years and not just brides, even grooms. Right. Um, you know, I mean, people really feel that they're entitled to give their two cents. And with the advent of social media these days, it's gotten 20 times worse because people just think that they can put in a few key letters and yeah. then they've said what they've said. You can't take it back. So doctor, when does it, when does it get to a point of abuse? When, you know, is it, is it a tone? Is it re repetition? Is it how I feel in reaction to what somebody says? When do we start going, okay, wait, you know, I, I appreciate your opinion, but this is starting to become abuse. So my rule of thumb is that if you say no and tend, how dare you make me choose between the health of my children, my wife and I just to attend to your event, I'm not going to go. And you say, hey, listen, I hear you. Thanks for letting me know. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to text you and I'm going to let you know that it's horrible. I'm going to call you later. I'm going to email you. I'm going to put it up. <laughs> I mean, like, why are you, you're like, you've now said no. So now you're not even a guest, like you're right. out of this. So why are you, that to me is abusive. It's like imposing one's authority onto another person is right. really where it rides the line. So Marcy said something interesting that I want to kind of reiterate. So, you know, I want to repeat to everybody, to you guys and to everyone listening, just because someone says something, it's not law. Like, unfortunately, Marcy is correct. Social media, people can be like, duh, 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 enter, and they can <laughs> X, and they're done. And it's How like, was that again? <laughs> I'll take two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just because they say it doesn't mean that it's law. And so I think we need to kind of do, you know, I think people need to do the work of like understanding that not to turn a blind eye because there's a lot of, I mean, Keith, I'm sure that you like blew off that comment, but it, I mean, it stayed with you. Right. I mean, it was like, Oh my God, like that was like really harsh, but it doesn't mean that that comment needs to have legs that you then have to be like, Oh my God, should I even be doing wedding planning during a pandemic? Maybe I should. Like, you don't have to go to that. You know, like that's what I mean by legs. Right. After Saturday, the well, answer is so, yes. But you know, the thing is, is as a wedding planner, I, I'm always very sensitive to everybody's opinion because that's my job. My job is to try to figure out ways to try to make everybody feel as comfortable as possible. You know, this wedding this last weekend was a perfect example. We set up the, the, the wedding in a way that anybody that was in a pod, close family members, sat at a table together. Oh, and wow. those that, right? And then, the, and then the, the way the ball was set up is that the peripheral tables were for those people that didn't feel a hundred percent comfortable being there. That was way away from other people, lots of space around them. They didn't have to go into the, the middle of the ballroom to, to watch everybody because they could still see everything. But you know, you don't see that kind of preparation when you're, you're looking at photos online. Well, well and also it's hypocritical. So these people that are shaming other people for having events, do they not go to Publix? Because right. at Publix, you're like that person's like right next to you passing. So are they literally locked up and they don't right. for anything whatsoever? Like it doesn't make any sense, you know? It doesn't. And I and I again it it, it gets to that point of abuse and and then how do you fight back? You know, I know that you said, well, you just don't respond, but if it's your mom, if it's your sister, if it's 
somebody that has an influence in your life. How do you to make sure that you put those boundaries down and and stick to them? So if it's someone in your, I call it your inner circle, like you said, like your mom, your sister, your niece, like people that are like really sacred to you, then I would encourage brides and grooms to kind of do what they can to make those people feel comfortable. So, okay, I, I want you there, mom. Right. How about if you come in last, you sit in the back, like they're obviously right. I'm, I'm not the planner here. Right. So obviously there's ways to make people feel safe, but Keith, at the same time, like, I mean, the same thing I said a few minutes ago about not everyone's comments need to have legs. Um, I'm going to say that again, not everyone's comments need to have legs. Your mother, your father, your abuela, your, they're all entitled to their opinion. At the end of the day, this is your event. This is your groom. This is your bride. This is this is what you are, are choosing to do. I had an experience with um, a friend. This was like in the middle of the pandemic. And they had a they had a baby shower. And what nobody knew that I knew, and she put it, this was like in August when things were really, really bad, still July. And what nobody knew is that they were nurses on a COVID floor. They had all been, they had, all of them had COVID, every, including the pregnant woman. They had had COVID, they had antibodies. They literally was like, we all had, they all tested for antibodies. They were all negative, but they all got together with no mask because they're unmasked when they eat lunch anyway. But nobody knew that, right? So she got, I mean, she screenshot all the things, how we were, you're, you're killing people. That's what it responds. Oh, gosh. And so people, oh, gosh. people, people don't know the backstory, right? So, I mean, the good news is that there were people that she invited that are not, were not nurses on a COVID floor and said, no, right. thank you. And she was like, I'm so sorry. Can I set up a Zoom link so that you can be able to, and they did a Zoom link and I, t- I attended on a Zoom link and right. it was okay. And it was not how we would have wanted it, but it was lovely. And so that's what I mean by like, how can I adjust what I am willing to do? But I don't think people should bend over backwards for everybody. Well, and you know, and, and I, I think that sometimes people don't realize that they're being abusive when they're sharing their opinion. You know, that's the other part of that is that, you know, everybody, you see it on TV, everybody's sharing their opinion. Everybody feels like they have a need or, or that they need to, like share their opinion and you know well maybe she didn't take into account the fact that covid's a thing and maybe i need to tell her you know i i think that becomes a part of self-awareness that you you know sometimes you got to shut up a little bit before before you speak think about what you're gonna about to say and the even a deeper portion of that is that we tend to be more nasty to the people that we love the most well because we know that we're all tolerated like you're like, as a mom, you know that your kid's not going to be like, okay, well, I'm never talking to you again, more than likely, right? right. Like, I have a little bit of leeway. But at the end of the day, people have all autonomy, people have the ability to make their choices. No one is legally mandated to attend your wedding. Like you can say no, it's okay to say <laughs> no. It's okay. I, I, I was invited to many events. And I said, I love you so much. I'm not comfortable. Where is your gift registry? Is there right. something I can do to like drop something off? Or I'm I'm happy to celebrate. Right. Do you have a Zoom link. Can I stand outside? And there was an event that I stood outside at, and I was perfectly fine. And obviously, I'll ease up. I'm already vaccinated, so I'll ease up myself at some point. But the reality is that I'm not there yet, and that's okay. But I don't expect everyone to continue to stop their lives just because right. they're in a different spot. Well, I had a wedding once actually where the the mother of the groom held her money as 
as hostage almost as a negotiating tool because, and this was stupid because it was because she didn't want the wedding to be outside. That was her whole thing. She's like, I don't want this wedding to be outside. And and the bride, you know, and it was at the W. It was on the 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 helicopter pad. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, stunning, stunning, stunning. She so was gonna she was gonna hold back her her do not her donation but her funding to of uh, the wedding until they agreed with her. Luckily, that didn't ever happen. Rude. I know. I, I mean, that's I, like, I how do, like I, do I make this check of shade out to? Yes. I mean, I, I feel like there's bigger issues than that there, Control. right? Yeah. Oh, there were much bigger issues. Yeah. Well, and I had to explain to her that, you know, nobody's going to look at the bride and say, how dare you put a, a wedding outside? They're going to look at you saying, can you believe she was such a B, a B word that she held her own wedding, her own yeah. son's wedding hostage for a check? Yeah, very plastic bags fits most heads, you know, that kind of thing. Well, exactly. You know, exactly. Um, how nice. do you how do you limit uh, because we already talked about the fact that you know you you don't give people power, right? Do you then reduce your exposure to this by not posting stuff online, by not inviting? Like you know, Marcy didn't invite her parents to be more involved because she knew what their reaction is. But is that fair to yeah. the person? Yeah, a, mil a million percent. If we're going to be fair and equitable to everybody, then your needs will never be met. So this is a very fine line, right? Because Marcy, it sounds like you obviously wanted your parents to participate, but you and your then fiance really had a picture of what that would look like. And you were married quite literally to that picture. And if you got that picture, right. I greatly applaud your ability to enforce your boundaries with your partner and with your now spouse, because that tells me that as a unit, you were united in your vision. Awesome. That's great. And in general, this is a good life lesson, right? It is okay yeah. that people people don't agree, but then I have a right to tell you this is what I want, but then you have a right to tell me I don't agree with that, but then you got to go away with your disagreement. Right. Well, and, and I, I, love, I love my parents. I mean, there's, you know, there's there's a lot of love there. I just know how the strings are pulled. I know how you know, just through the dynamics that we have, I know that I know how some things are handled. I knew that if I didn't take the reins early on, I was going to have a lot of resentment. So that's why I, I went with the way the the way we did. And right. as you said, Tanya, um, it was really about us and having that unity together um, as adults. Yep. Well, you know, I've always said that parents know how to push the buttons because they installed them. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you know, they were they were there wiring that button from when you were very young. Now, Brooke, you had talked about somebody having some shade recently at a wedding. Do you remember I, that? I do. I thought we were Did, waiting for this. <laughs> oh, no. Well, first Maybe let you, me you say, about it after the mail. <laughs> what's up, Doc? How are you? I missed you. I'm so glad you're here. Um, have you watched the show lately? <laughs> the the answer is yes. Go okay, ahead. Then, then she should know I curled my hair for her today. Oh, let's get into the need of, of her needing you to if recognize I'm not rude that. enough okay. and mean enough on this show. You want me to be even worse. Okay, fine. <laughs> what do you want me to talk about? Oh no no you had you had brought up the offline you had talked about the fact that you I overheard know, you me to tell the story. I overheard yeah but it's four if, feet if, away well no if you want to like move okay, on fine. it's fine so we're gonna do I guess it's the shade tree time so um we there was an event 
a while back that Keith and I, you know, did to get a lovely little wedding. And I sat there about three feet, five minutes before I was to take them um, to the aisle, aisle, if you will. And um, so I was in, I had the boys, Keith had the girls, and I had some parents. And I may or may not have had one of the most important, besides the bride and the wedding parties, uh, mom. Yeah. Look at said individual and be like, um, well, you got about five minutes. So, but very matter of factly, like this was not a joke. It wasn't to be cute and it wasn't horribly mean either. It was very like, so, right. If you want to get out of here, <laughs> are you sure this is what you want to do? And wow. I was cracked. <laughs> I was like, you do realize I'm standing right here. <laughs> like, so let me, let me set this scene. Oh my goodness. So let me set the scene. They're just about to go down the aisle. The mom is sitting right next to her, her son, who's the groom, and they says to her son, if, if you're ready, if you want to leave, go ahead. I support you. Like she was like, just jump on my back. I got this. Let's go. Oh God. Like, Pick you back right out the door. Wow. I mean, I find that there's some really hardcore internal Ouch. family issues there with that. <laughs> What do you think, Tanya? <laughs> I mean, I would love the phone number of these people myself. Um, <laughs> Brooke can private message me later. Um, I, I will say this. As much as it's lovely that that person is, like, supporting, I feel like that conversation should have been had significantly before you just drop 20, 30 grand on a wedding and you're right to walk down. Um, although, yeah, although although I have, I have been to a wedding where the bride was walking and halfway through, she said, I can't do this and ran out. So, well, and we, yeah, and actually last really week, yeah, actually last week we talked about this, you know, about uh, yeah. the wedding nightmares and, and, oh, yeah. I, and, you know, and I've heard, and, and when Brooke says this, this isn't a one-off. I've actually heard it multiple times myself where the dad says to the bride, if you're ready, if you need to go, you're fine. I will fully support you. And I'm like, it's the wedding day, you know, and that when we talk about wedding shaming, it's not just with COVID and it's not just with the amount of money spent and it's not just with location. It's the pressure from the family that maybe they think you made the wrong decision and the yeah. person that you're marrying. Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, again, while I do think parents should talk to their adult children, Hey, this is a large step. Are you once that bride or groom say, you know what? Thanks for checking in. I love your support. I'm 100% sure. And then you keep it moving to the following conversation of, okay, so the wedding date is on this day. Here's what's going on. You again, reframe it again, right. because someone holds you in a space of, are you sure? And you answer the question doesn't mean you have to stay there. And so someone that is about to walk down the aisle and says, last chance, this is it. Like, are you, are you sure? <laughs> Like, really? Like, there's people there. I mean, well, but you know, and this could be done in a jovial way and a fun way. But I think that that even there are just some comments that you just should never really say, even in a joking way, because they say that e all jokes even have a little truth to yeah. them. Now, speaking just you just hit it because I was just gonna say, hey, now let's talk about the wedding we just did, Keith, and the father of the bride, his speech. Oh, such a good guy. And you can, take so it, good. you can take it from there. With the yeah, subtle so, little tint of oh my goodness. Yeah, it was really funny because, and this is, and this has a little wedding shaming as well. And, and, and let me just state that this family was incredibly loving. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a happier couple. They were so grateful for everything that we did, but the dad was a little funny. He added a little shame in his speech. He's like, you know, basically you took my little girl away from me. And, 
but it was it was it was done in a sweet way and it was done in a and and a lightly ribbing way and it was based in love and i think at the end of the day that's re really what we're talking about on these comments where are, where are these comments really coming from is it coming from a place of love and and concern or is it coming from someplace else because i feel like if you're making the comment and talking about somebody's wedding and it's literally from a place of concern or love or joy then you're going to be fine and and talking to somebody um I, I mean obviously as a therapist i have a slightly different take well, on that's why that's why i want to hear yeah yeah that's take, us away. take us away doc <laughs> so i i um i mean i'm cringing because i wonder how this speech i mean and this right this sounds like a wonderful speech in general i wonder how it would have been different if the father would have said something like you know at first i was hesitant because i felt like i was losing my daughter until i realized mm -hmm. i was gaining a son right and, no, that, and, that, and that's a different then that's a different conversation than you took her away from me. Well, and that yeah, did you could pound like pilot like ten pound pilot uh, pound bag yeah. sugar on a like you're a dick yeah. for taking my daughter. It was very that. It was cute. But he did. But he did. he yeah. did actually say that. He did okay. actually say at towards yeah. the that speech. He did say it was. But I've now gained an amazing son-in-law. So that was part of the speech. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was just, it was just funny. It was just kind of a so funny We don't need to thing. send this one to you, but the other one we might have to have a little conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying. <laughs> well, so when we talk about these kind of family, uh, uh, these, these family issues, do you feel it's appropriate to have some, some counseling sessions ahead of the wedding in order to have a safe space to talk about these issues? So, yeah, I, th I think I had mentioned this to you guys before that um, I do I do premarital counseling through the state of Florida. So there's an entire protocol that we follow of here is how to prep you. You know, I think I think you three would agree right. that people that are getting married by and far, unfortunately, don't have hard conversations. Hard right. conversations include do we want children? When do we want children? How many children? Do I care what gender those children are? How are we going to raise those children? What are the messages we're going to give them about race, about gender, about equality, about the world, about these are questions that people should be asking. What is the role of family that we want to play into our lives and children's right. lives? What is the role of your mom? What is the role of your mom? What are the role of the abuelos? I mean, these are all things that I had very upfront conversations about. So when the time comes, for example, and I, I said this to you guys before that, my parents have been living with my husband and I for three, four years. We've been married for almost 20 years. Right. I had a conversation with my husband when I was 22 years old. This was an upfront conversation. Hey, your mom at some point, his yeah. mom was alive at that point. She passed away. And my parents, are they welcome in our home? Of course. Okay. Next question. It was that quick. And so it was literally not a conversation when the time came, his mother passed away from cancer. Right. When my parents got old, my husband was like, hey, I think it's time for your parents to move in with us. It was a two second conversation. Can you imagine the struggle that would have ensued? If he That's said, a really good, strong relationship. I have that at home. Like what if my mom, my, my mother needs something, she has it. And yep. his mom gets treated the same as mine. Yep. Um, we just had this conversation yesterday. She's like, well, I'm like, I'm like, this doesn't matter. You're his mother. My mother, right. I don't ask. If she gets whatever she needs or wants. Yep. You're no different. And I've actually said to people to have those hard conversations early on, have those hard conversations early on, because then it gives you some time between that hard conversation and the wedding to get back into the joy, 
to allow that information to disseminate for everybody to get back to a comfortable place, but you gotta have those hard conversations. Well, and I, I do think you need to have the have, have to have the hard conversations about COVID. So, hey, sweetie, COVID is still a thing. Some right. people are vaccinated, other people are not. How are we going to handle when someone says something? Who are we gonna have a sit down conversation with, and who are we gonna ignore? Like that's also a conversation to have as well. You guys just thought it just happened. I haven't. Corey has been sick, and Keith came last week and rapid tested us both. I was nervous, and so he's been. We've been in separate, you know, rooms just because he has like a cough and a cold, and I've had to work so much. That little kiss is because I haven't had one in five days. Sure. So I'm like, the show's not gonna interrupt that. I need that, and now you can go to work and thank you. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Well, again, yeah, it's, and and I think that when it comes to weddings overall, I mean, these are big emotional moments. And then you mess it all up with some alcohol and a pressure cooker environment like COVID. Yeah. The the more communication that is, I guess, equal and in a lo- from a loving place, the better. But have a professional involved. You have to just talk. It's communication is key. This is old Basic. school stuff. Basis. I also think for your own sanity as a, as a couple, um, for your own sanity, if you have these conversations early on, you're going to enjoy the process a lot more too because you've already dealt with the hard stuff. Well, right. and also just, just to wrap this up for me, Keith, you know, yeah. even something like the kind of way, I mean, so Marcy, it sounds like you and your now husband were crystal clear on what you wanted, but I had a couple that I had known of them from before and she wanted a destination wedding because she didn't want anyone to go. So she's like, what's the first, they, they got married in London. Like what's the furthest places I can go that no one's gonna travel 16 hours. I'm like, she's in London. And he wanted it and his grandmother would, couldn't travel and he wanted to do it here. Right. That, that was an epic argument between them. And I literally said to them, I go, so wait a minute, you have a wedding date. It's less than a year away and you've never talked about location until now. Wow. I mean, so they ended up doing it in London, but it was a fight. They struggled. They weren't making a decision as a unit. Remember what I've always said, that a a marriage, a union is a unit. And so you need to make decisions as that, not I want this, I want that. What works best for us? If that includes your family, your abuela, your mom, then that's what it includes. If it doesn't, then go to London or go wherever you need to go. But even how much money you're going to spend on a wedding, are you going to hire a planner? These are all things that as a unit should be discussed. At the very beginning, Dr. Tony Paredes, I know you have to run. I just want to say thank you again for being on the show. Um, it, I feel like it's still a big mishmash of, of you know, take it by each moment. You know, yeah. because you're going to have to have a separate response depending on who's talking to you and and, you know, how they fit into your into your life. Yeah. And and in closing, Keith, I, I, I really hope the people that are hearing us and hearing you recognize that it's 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 difficult for people. There's no need to kind of add to an already difficult situation. And I think for the most part, as people, we are trying to be nobody wants COVID. OK, even if you're vaccinated, you still don't want to be around. I don't want to be around COVID. So I think we need to sort of trust the other person that they care for us, but also do your due diligence of, may I ask you about safety protocols? What are you putting in place? And if that holds water with you, great. If not, right. I love you so much. I'll I'll send a gift. I'll be there from afar, but then you need to let people have their event. Well, and if you're out there and you're looking to have these hard conversations, call Dr. Tanya Perez because she's going to help you through it. All Thanks. right, everybody, we're going to run to a commercial and we will be right back with After the Veil. 
Thanks, guys. I'm Chris Harrison. And on the most dramatic episode ever, we'll see what happens when we let this man plan a wedding all by himself. There's a reason why men don't plan weddings. Luckily, with Manly Bands, even he can make a decision you'll both be proud of. Go to manlybands.com and get 20% off, and we'll throw in a free silicone band. Wow. That was an intense conversation. <laughs> it was a great conversation. It really was. And you know, the thing is, is that everybody that's watching and and everybody's going to have a different opinion about how to handle this. And I, and I feel like having a professional in your life that you can turn to is well worth the investment. Turn to a psychologist. I, mean, I don't understand why why having a psychologist in your life has has was a bad word. I think that millennials and people that are are younger they are much more in tune with their own psychological needs and are much more open to having a professional like Dr. Paredes in involved in the conversation. I feel like it's us older people that for some reason still have this you know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest kind of attitude. The stigma. The stigma. But honestly, you got to look at it as, you know, sometimes you just need that extra ear, that sounding board to bounce ideas off of or how to handle something. So, right. I mean, don't be, don't be ashamed of that. I mean, everybody needs to talk to somebody. Well, and, and again, you know, we've all been there. We've all had the, the, the shaming process in our, our lives. And we, and I just, I'm fascinated with the fact that we've made choices based on what we think people are going to respond with, not what actually happens, but because I think they're not going to react well, I'm not going to involve them in this situation, you know, or in the planning. And, and sometimes I find that a little sad. And sometimes, you know, you know, you know, your parents the best. <laughs> you know, and you got know. the little evil devil like plastic bags fits most heads, you know. Right? I mean, <laughs> but but I if you don't, don't kid yourself, I still in the very end had to scramble to do one thing because we were planning to do a brunch at my parents' house. And in um, the eleventh hour, they bailed out. Your parents bailed of, out. Yes. And oh, it had and nothing to do with our relationship. It, well, it did, but it was more about a control issue, and they weren't getting the controls. So this was their this their was payback, the strings or, that they were using. Yeah. Um, and she said, "Well, we don't have enough parking," and they do totally, completely. But wow. anyway, I scrambled. Parking. I found something at last minute. Fortunately, I have people that I could rely on, and I was able to have it actually at a really cool place because it was at a movie theater and our initials or our monogram is MGM. Right. So what, what, what perfect place, you know, the unity of MGM <laughs> to have it at the movie co. Right. So, you know, well, I, again, the, the fact that she, she like, how do you, for, how do you get past that and forgive somebody? It was really hard. I still, you know, I mean, obviously we've been married now for, you know, 16, what, where are we at? We're at, <laughs> yeah, I'm just I, I do the same years. thing. I do the same so, thing. I'm like, I'm like, how long have we been married? I how, how old I was last yeah. year. So, <laughs> so you know, I mean, we've been married for 16 years, and we still know what those strings are. And yes, they still bother us. But I've learned how to adapt and how to either circumvent them early on or let it go, because it's not my struggle. It's 
their struggles. Did you ever get to a point where you actually talked to her about this? Oh, plenty of times. Okay. <laughs> You're like, plenty of times. Does it ever yeah. still get brought up years later? Oh, I'm sure it does. Once in a while. I mean, you know, I think that we all have those issues with our family that, you know, they either inadvertently uh, hurt us in one way or, or another. And and sometimes you just hold on to that hurt without really being, sometimes you got to talk about it. And that's mm -hmm. the hardest part is getting to a point where you actually want to say anything because you're worried that they're going to hurt you even more. Right. Or you know, there's primer for dinner, but if you piss me off, I will beat the shit out of you and stop my own wedding. You know, <laughs> there's always that. Just to, let them, just to let them know that you still can whoop that ass. <laughs> right? I mean, but, I mean, come on, seriously. No, but seriously, I mean, you, you. sometimes there's things that I that I would love to be able to talk to, you know, relatives about that uh, were painful in the past. I mean, as a gay man coming up, there were things that were said by, by some of my relatives that they don't know. I know that they they said, but I've never brought it up to them. I've never confronted them. See, and I'm afraid that like at the next, like when I do marry, hopefully I do marry Tori, I'm like, I have some really dear friends at the last one and I'm like, would I trust me enough to come to this one? You right. know what I mean? It's spent some time, but it's still, it's like, that's still in the back of my mind. Like, shit, you know, that yeah. sucks. <laughs> Well, and, and, and that's because life is complicated. And, and luckily, as event planners, we get to focus on the joy. We get to focus on bringing people's dreams to life. Uh, and a lot of people don't realize that as a planner, we are taking into consideration all of these things that we talked about today. We're doing everything we can to lay, level they, the playing field. If these field. people can see the three-inch binder I get the day of, what I, right? you know what I'm saying? Like, we are, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. There's some, people wouldn't even realize how much goes into an event or a wedding. Because it's Somehow. not just about the vendors, and it's not just about the timeline. A no. lot of times it's just about making sure that you're feeling people and that you're being aware of the how people are reacting. Like, I've always said, a bottle, a, a bottle of water can save a wedding. And, and the reason I say that is because when you're in the throes and everybody's running around and, you know, hair and makeup and the bride is the star, et cetera, et cetera, there may be a mother-in-law or a stepmother that is not feeling 100% um, as part of the team. And a lot of times just by me bringing over a bottle of water and saying, just want to check on you. Is everything okay? I'm bringing a brook with you. Right. It'll completely that. eliminate that need. It'll completely eliminate that that possibility of an issue because somebody said, "Oh, I care about you. I, you don't I want see you." You feel left out. You know, it's right. the bride's day. I get that, and you know what? But like, there's moms and dads. I get the whole. I and see, and Keith, you know, generally how we roll. Keith does the wedding party, does the re, the wedding itself. Like, right. I focus more. My job is like on decor and reception. But when that's done, I come back up to the wedding party. And I actually take care of the moms and dads, and Keith focuses on the brides and whatever else. And that's usually how we split it in most cases. So. You know, it, 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 that little extra. Way to open that white claw, honey. Way to open that white claw right there on the show. I don't know, switch brands. They didn't, oh, they, didn't, they haven't sponsored me, so they're not. <laughs> I know. I keep telling you, don't open the white claws during the show. <laughs> I don't. What well, is the after show? Oh, so no, awesome. I drank, I drank more than I thought. Oh, my God. It's I like, also think that, uh, you know, we're all, because we're, we've been in the industry years. for so long, right. and we've seen so many different family dynamics. 
I mean, that's a lot of a lot that you carry with you from event to event right. and how to deal with people. And I think that, you know, you do have people who will come to, you know, to a wedding who they may not necessarily feel great about being in a crowd They you know, or something else might be triggering them to respond a certain way. And I think you keep, hit it right on the head, Keith, with, you know, sometimes they just need somebody to walk over to them and say, hey, how you doing? And, you know, really engage them because they're not comfortable in the setting. Well, and and you've got to do it from a, a, a place of genuine, uh, from a, a place of being genuine. You know, if, if you're just if you're just going through the role, if you're just going through the piece and piece, it doesn't come across well, and it actually can make the situation worse. So, in fact, the wedding that we just did, the, the mom, the bride, I'm wearing. She gave me these lashes. How about that? And I'm like, <laughs> that? she insisted. She's like, no, I take out. You know, and I was like, she was so cool. Loved her. Just great. Yeah, this wedding that we did this last weekend, I can't, I can't say enough about the couple. I can't say enough about the family. They were just I've the never most seen amazing. my boss cry tears of joy the day in my life. Oh my goodness, they were just oh oh, and you know what? There was just something about that was the my fact fault that because I started it. <laughs> well, no, there was just something about the fact that we got to do a wedding. Like you know, March thirteenth was the last day of a major event that I was a part of, and we've yeah, done well, weddings since then. But this was the first major wedding that had significant planning, significant investment from the couple. And, and you it got felt, to do a lot of your own ideas and decor. Right. And, like, and this it was felt, a big one for you. It felt very bookendish. Like it felt like very, very full circle. And there was a moment that I literally lost it. I'm like almost, I'm almost tearing up now thinking about the fact that we're back. We are. You know, as an event community, oh, I got as, goosebumps right, that, as, because I was with in that moment, and I'm like, I have goosebumps right now because right? I remember that feeling. Yeah, because it felt like okay, we're back. Life is finally coming back, and we were and, never gone. It's just you know what I mean, like. Well, and the thing is, is that I think that it, as as we move forward, and and people, and we are in a very fluid. Uh, situation right now because people are starting to get vaccinated because so many people have already had COVID. They have antibodies. It is a very fluid situation and every single wedding seems to have kind of slightly different uh, parameters when it comes to the safety, when it comes to social distancing and mask wearing and sanitation and sanitizing. That Everybody seems to have a slightly different uh, opinion and it's about trying to work and continue moving forward with this very fluid situation because by may they're saying that everybody's going to be able to have a vaccine right yeah. i was freaking out he's like we're gonna be okay just calm down and and the reason i have the attitude and outlook i have and the the positiveness i do carry with me now is because of you because you insulted me listen and we're gonna be fine even though in the back of your mind like, well we don't know but you told me we were gonna be fine and i believed you and then like right. what happened it took well, a minute. But, but you know what I'm saying is a that few it, pounds, but we got there. But if we got to a place that everybody starts to have a vaccine, when, do, when does the rule that, oh, you can't set people within six feet of each other go away? Who That's, makes that determination? I'm waiting for that answer. I mean, nobody seems to know when the, you know, these questions of like, when do we have, when do we have, the opportunity to not wear masks anymore in public and, you know, all of those things. I mean, 
Well, I, I do help. I do help through this whole thing. People have learned to be kind, kinder to one another, and to have well, a little you, bit of patience. You know, we said that if we can take out of it, like those we've actually said that multiple times on the show that COVID brought out the worst and the best mm -hmm. people. And I think that it comes down to the the same thing when it comes to wedding shaming. Not you know that full circle as well that conversation is that people have become more emboldened to to give their opinion e either by with trying to keep people safe um or trying to keep themselves safe or because of worry or because of fear i mean i think fear has a lot to do with some of the comments i've been I, i've been dealing with as far as other people's weddings you know we've That's done everything we could to make sure that everybody felt as safe as possible and that they were able to make a decision as adults. And I prepped all of my clients to let them all know that if somebody doesn't feel comfortable coming, do not hold it against them. That is not fair to do that. They, they, they have to be able to protect themselves, but vice versa. The guests need to also understand that they do have the right not to come and that what the bride and groom have chosen to do is their right as well allow people to have their life right have let, let, let them have their moment if you don't want to you know participate for a good reason then that's fine you know as long as there's there's got to be that line in the sand that's strong but there's some kind of understanding there to where there shouldn't be any hard feelings but this is what it is right you know what i'm saying and if they can come to that conclusion then i think different conversations will happen you know what well, and that's the thing i think that conversation is the key word here conversation is the key word because if you have a family member that's important to you like a mother or a father that doesn't feel comfortable with coming to the dinner there are ways that we can work that into the timeline and work that into the event itself we've done it you know i've had we we had a wedding on on the beach socially distant everywhere we moved the wedding to the roof of a building the mother of the groom didn't feel comfortable staying through the dinner because she felt like i don't want to be uh, on a table with no matter how much well, distance she, I all night. she ended up staying all night she really did but you know we wanted to make sure that she felt safe and so we worked it into the timeline that she would be the first to give a speech she wanted to be able to say something to her son. So we made sure that she had that opportunity right at the very beginning. And that if she wanted, then she could slide out without anybody notice, noticing. So it allowed her to be a part of her son's wedding, but it also allowed her not to feel, you know, bad about having to leave. And, and it's a good testament to your company of how you consider and take things seriously with COVID and all the necessary precautions and things that you have to do to prepare for these kind of things because she that was set up for her to do and she was supposed to peel out and she actually felt so comfortable and so safe after getting to like just experience everything and see everything going on that we did that she did stay almost all night long she, didn't she really did well and that's the thing is that but if i hadn't known about that if she hadn't spoken up in a positive way let me put that out there positive way of saying i don't feel comfortable you know without wedding shaming she didn't, you know, she didn't go to her, her son and say, how dare you do a wedding that I don't feel comfortable coming to. She said, and, and, and what can we do? I don't feel comfortable. I'm worried about my health. Yeah, she wasn't a thorn in your side. She was, you know, what can we I can do make, to help kind of thing. Yeah. And we I want to do help. this. How do we achieve this goal? What's keeping right. me in but my I mind? If couples have these conversations early on, right. too, then they can go ahead and, and talk about this with their wedding planner. And then that way arrangements can be made and everything will run more smooth, you know, seamless to the guests. And it will, you know, it will really be able to be highlighted in the most proper way. 
Well, and you you can tell, I mean, our conversation here is fairly intense and we're not doing, we're not involved in the wedding. I mean, can you just imagine what couples are having to go through with their family members? I mean, it's got to be not an easy process out there. So allow us to help you, you know, get, get a professional involved. If it's, if it's a wedding planner, great. If it's uh, Dr. Tanya Paredes, great, but find help somewhere. Do not try to do this by yourself. You're doing doing yourself an injustice. You're doing your family an injustice, yes, yes. and and it's going to affect your memories from here on out. Get a professional involved. That's my opinion. All right, everybody. Awesome. Thank you so much for another amazing show, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing you again next Tuesday at two. What's going on next Tuesday at two? Oh gosh. Of course, you asked me now. I haven't even looked at the schedule. All right, everybody. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>